Ed Harris jousting on a motorcycle. Oh. So it's Renfair. Renfair meets Mad Max. It's awesome. We went down the rivers. We crossed the plains. Over the mountains. We fought in streams. We went west. We trapped. We mined. We carved our names. With guns and axes. We sought our fame. Our destiny was manifest. And God help those who stood in the way of business progress. And the USA. USA. How many catalytic converters now, Tony? Five. Five. I do not wish to talk about it. Let's there's move a, along. There's I a place in Gorse that's uh, doing a special half-off catalytic converter. Cat- catalytic converter city. Catalytic yep. converter city, a giant warehouse full of catalytic converters for all your catalytic converter needs. No, I think that's about the same place I got uh, somebody shot at somebody that was stealing a catalytic converter. It was so they're like same neighborhood anyway. They're like so hunting even. down the people that are stealing the catalytic converters <laughs> and then reselling the catalytic converters. They poach off the corpses of the catalytic converter thieves. Yep, sounds about right. So here, here's what we do. We're we're gonna 50, make Fifty Shades of Buffalo hunting. Like what? What the fuck? Yeah, no, we're gonna make a we're gonna make a movie. It's basically John Wick, except for I get my catalytic converter stolen and then I go on a fucking rampage. That is not a terrible idea, Tony. So any of our fifteen listeners that want to crowdsource that. If you want to see Tony beat up some Moldovan guys with a crowbar only to find out that the catalytic converter thief is actually like an 80-year-old white dude from <laughs> yeah, Starbucks or something, like, I, I don't I don't know. We're, like, the, the, we'll the story it. is soft, yeah. Yeah, it, hey, it's an idea. We're, well, you we're, always, always got to have some kind of Eastern European gangster to start out because totally. you got to have somebody in a tracksuit that is like, you know. Totally. And then it just, ends with- That's the patsy for- this day's crime. It, it ends with Mel Gibson is like the pulling there, all the strings. There's gonna be no shit. goddamn yeah. Mel Gibson involved in any of this. He'll do anything for money. And I'm just saying, I just don't want to be around him. Well, we'll just tell him. Well, no, no I'm gonna I'm fuck him up. Oh, yeah, he's the bad guy. Well, we'll he's just a, he's a perfect be, bad guy. That'll be un, unscripted and unannounced. We'll just figure out where he's gonna be at some time and like gorilla gorilla film that. <laughs> <laughs> just film do with bow finger. Just like he's going. <laughs> yeah, out to- bow finger. Oh, dude, I love that fucking. That movie is so much better than you expect it to be. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking good. Uh, Bronson Pinchot was in Kung Fu and Titties, so I'm sure we can get him. What Kung Fu and Titties? Yep. Is that a restaurant? That's a movie of unquestionable what the greatness. Fuck? It should be a restaurant. <laughs> I just want to know what the titties part is. What the I'm shit? I'm going to assume you it's You are titties. not kidding, dude. Beans and chili and so on. I just, I'm going to explode. It's just... Mike Marino, Dan Marino's cousin. Mm-hmm. John Archer Lundgren, Dolph Lundgren's son. Oh, so it's like... Uh... Death Ring, so it's everybody's brother instead yeah, yeah. of the, or, like, uh, the it's the Swayze, the Stallone, and the uh, yeah. That was uh, what the fuck was that movie called? Death Ring. Well, Death Ring, but also there was um, uh, Beach Babes from Beyond. Oh, and it was like like Don Swayze, Joe, uh, fucking shit. What's Charlie Sheen's oh, actual name? Oh, uh, Amelia Bay. Uh, Estevez. Estevez. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Joe Estevez. Oh, and yeah. Fucking, um, oh, Jackie Stallone. It's like Sylvester Stallone's mom. And there was one other uh, one. She had her own fucking... She had, oh, that's the thing. Like the Jackie one Stallone the one had I'm her... talking about is like, is it Bruce Willis's brother? It's somebody else's brother plus the Stallone plus, plus the other Swayze. Oh, Burt Ward was in the Beach Babes from Beyond. He's uh, Robin from the original Batman series. Right. Okay. Wait, what were we talking about? Kung Fu and titties, man. Oh, no, guess what we're talking about. Oh shit! Welcome back to how oh. the West was fucked. <laughs> oh yeah, we're here. How oh, the West was fucked. Okay, so um, Tony, the guy's name is Richard Titties. What? <laughs> oh fuck me! You, All right. His name is Richard Titties. Yeah. His name is. Well, I mean, take that to its logical conclusion. I, I know. Yeah. I know. Anyways. We don't have to explain the joke. Ask me a question. Um, what do you know about Ned Christie? Uh, Agatha Christie's dog. You could have said Chris Christie's. Chris Christie's brother. 
Yeah, I don't know. All I know about Ned Christie is like I've read about him since I was a little kid, and for a long time I got him. What kind of fucking books were you reading when you were a little kid? The same dude? ass Time Life Old West books gold, I used for reference. They made a fucking golden book out of no, Ned I, Christie. No, I literally like literally those fucking Time Life like Old West mm-hmm. books that I use today. That's what I would sit and read about scalpings and shit. Because that was down in my basement with my Legos. Something. I think we're ready for a breakthrough. All right. <laughs> That's why I know all these things, because I've been reading it for a while. <laughs> but yeah, Ned Christie, I would admit, in my younger days, because I've seen pictures of him, and, and I'd get him confused sometimes with the Apache Kid. Yeah. Because they don't look that similar, but apparently I'm latently like... So Lou Diamond Phillips? Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Apparently, I'm, I'm suffering from like latent uh, white guy racism, where you know they all look alike. Oh, kinda, sure, sure, except sure. For, I, you know, now that I'm not eight, I, I can tell the difference. But you know, when I was looking, I was like, "Oh, Ned Christie's the Apache Kid." Nope, that's not true. Nor is he Lucky Ned Pepper from the uh, True Grit. True Grit. Casey Wharton pulled down on Potter with one barrel and turned to do the same for me, and I shot him. When the old man raised the axe. I shot him. Otis lit out, and I shot him. Which some say he was Fill based your on. Hands, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Even though he was not an Indian in the movie. No. In uh, fact, he was played by Barry Pepper. Mm-hmm. And oh, that's also they gave Pepper him, on Pepper. They also gave him, like, very shitty teeth. Mm-hmm. Just remember how gross his teeth were. Well, Rooster, I am shot to pieces. Uh, star of the Scientology movie. Hmm? Which one? Battlefield Earth. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, Earth. you're right. The way where cavemen fly jet planes. <laughs> As you are listening to me, I most likely do not exist, as we may have been exterminated, like many other races, by the gas drones of our conquerors. And Fort Hood has nukes and, and also jet planes. Still not as good as Kung Fu and titties, though. I'm sure not. <laughs> Well, what about, uh, what is it, Tanya and the T-Rex? Or, oh, Tammy well, and the T-Rex. Tammy and the T-Rex. Yeah. With, uh, uh, Paul Walker and Denise Richards. Denise Richards and mm-hmm. a... And Bur- uh, Bernie shitty, from Weekend of Bernie's. And a shitty animatronic T-Rex. Yeah. Still alive. What are you talking about? Michael! Michael's brain is inside of the dinosaur. I'm a dinosaur man, a prehistoric dude, king of the jungle. Coming after you I'm a T-Rex on the prowl A reptile on the move Better watch your step I'm coming after you That's all music Inside my brain Sometimes I feel like I'm going insane I feel the rumble I feel the roar Dance to the music of the dinosaur. We watched that last night. That's Whoa, why I brought it up. Wow. Yeah. It got um, a Blu-ray um, release. Um, among that and what, Samurai Cop 2? Samurai Cop 2, yes. Uh, featuring and, uh, Tommy Wiseau. And uh, <laughs> fuck, what was the other one? We're just going to throw all these at... Uh, like, I watched the, Mania the four, Cop the, 2 the, last the, night. Nice. And Highlander 2. There you go. Highlander 2 is the best one. garbage. It's the best one. The two like porcupine dickheads. Garbage. Garbage. so good. Hey, Garbage. Uh, and they're from the planet Zeiss, Shut your Zeiss, fucking mouth, right? garbage. Yeah, that's a weird fucking movie. So, Ned Christie. Kick it off with your Comic Sans and comically comical NPR voice. Uh, Ned's grandmother, Betsy, was daughter of a Cherokee and a Dutch trader named John Christie. So that's where we get Christie Christie from. Uh, they lived uh, peaceably at the base of the Smokies in the village of Turtletown. I like turtles. Let me guess, this is before an Andrew Jackson kind of time mm-hmm. frame? Mm-hmm. Uh, Ned's dad, Watt, was born in 1817 in the same area. Uh, Cherokee land was already disappearing. Then Whiteys in 1828 found what? Gold. I'm Gold. Dala Dala Hanga. And I just want to remember. North of Georgia. Or I just want to remind our listeners, like... Uh, you know, the Cherokee were, like, one of the tribes that definitely tried to, like, if we assimilate enough into, like, white American culture, we won't get pushed off our land. Uh, they, had, I think, were the first, like, published newspaper in mm-hmm. a native language. Uh, definitely oh, had their that. own plantations, and they actually owned slaves. Holy shit. Which becomes problematic when they get dispossessed of their land due to the Trail of Tears, because... If there's anything worse than being a Cherokee on the Trail of Tears, it's being a slave owned by a Cherokee on the 
trailers. Yeah. Um, but basically, they were like, hey, if we just get, if we act like European enough, we'll get left alone. And actually, that worked for a little bit. And then there was Andrew Jackson. Yep, and that was it in 1830. Uh, even before then, uh, they declared themselves a sovereign nation and created their own government. And of course, Georgia legislature abolished a con- it. Constitution based very much on the United States Constitution. Mm-hmm. Then 1830s, the Removal Act. Uh, Get them off the 20, man. Mm-hmm. Ned's great grandmother Betsy died from cold and hunger on the Trail of Tears. But Ned was born in Indian Territory, December 14th, 1852. Which is now known as? Oklahoma. Yep. Where the sun don't shine. How's the sun go? Uh, uh, Oklahoma, where the wind comes swooping down the plain. The something we serve. Are you, are you trying to remember the lyrics to the... Oklahoma. Oklahoma, the musical. Yeah, the musical. Okay. Don't uh, worry about it. Well, I'm like, North Dakota, where the wind comes freezing off your dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, like many Cherokees, and then New English as well as Cherokee. Uh, Ned and his family were staunch traditionalists, though. They objected to whites intermarrying uh, and Oklahoma statehood. Uh, he preferred to speak Cherokee, though. He learned gun and metal smithing from his father. Yes, uh, but his father Goback was a, or his brother Goback was a master in metal, stone and wood. So he was building furniture. I'm just picturing master of metal, like you know, <laughs> like play, yeah, playing playing a flying V and or an explorer. Ned's childhood was disrupted by the Civil War, which brought forth old I'm resentments. Lot, I think in a lot of people's childhood was disrupted by the Civil War. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a lot of old resentments from Cherokee factions. Yeah, no shit. Those who opposed uh, acclamation uh, to the white world and those who honkied it up. The anti-removal faction followed John Ross. Was that Bob Ross's great, great? Mm-hmm. It was like making Z's, the letter Z. She called them Z-trees. So I guess that's as good of an analogy as any. They had no loyalty to the Confederacy or to white Southerners, but uh, Ned's father joined Ross's regiment in support of the South, basically they, to retain the right to hold slaves, even though Ross wanted to remain neutral. Super. So they all get drug into this, but he makes it through, I guess. Sounds like voluntarily drug into this. Mm-hmm. But in 1871, Ned met his first wife, uh, Nanny DG, or Nanny Dick. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Uh, <laughs> he, they were at a dance where he was playing the fiddle, and a drunk grabbed Nanny by the arm and caused her to fall. Ned stepped in, then the drunk pulled a knife, so Ned hit him in the nose. With and pulled, his fiddle? Mm-hmm. Then pulled a pistol and put it to his head and Play told him to go home. <laughs> Uh, Ned put his gun away, but the drunk drew his. In response, Ned uh, drew again and shot him in the arm. So they did the Bugs Bunny over Fudd, like, I'm going to pull my gun, I'm going to pull a bigger gun, I'm, I'm going to pull my fiddle, I'm going to pull a well, knife. Wait. It's different because it was, yeah, knife, fiddle, gun, gun away, <laughs> gun, gun again. It's a little more complicated, I guess. But. Mm-hmm. So they're in love, I guess. They have a child. Oh, well, how can you not be? On uh, a daughter named Mary, who uh, was uh, lucky enough to witness her his, her father's death in 1892. Oh, she was that's there. nice. Beautiful. Uh, and then he left Ned and married his father in 1874. What? Though they remained friendly. What? No, hold on. <laughs> his wife left him for his dad? <laughs> yep. What? Cool. Excellent. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Nanny was shot and killed in 1882 by a man named Booger Sanders. What the fuck? Okay. <laughs> now I'm imagining deep fried boogers. Uh, no, I'm picturing Booger from like Revenge of the Nerds. We've got Bush! Dressed up like Colonel Sanders. Dressed up like Colonel yeah. Sanders. This party isn't going very well, is it? I don't know why everybody's so uptight. Me either. Maybe we should eat. Maybe we should watch TV. Hey, guys. Wonder joints. Sanders wanted to keep her from testifying against him in court. Well, that'll do it, I suppose. 
Uh, Booger was later shot in 1901 by William Madden. By Ogre? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, 1874, was, uh, Ned was 22. Uh, he and his father, Watt, traveled to Tahlequah to meet an old friend named Bug Tucker. Fuck off. Uh, Bug Tucker? Bug Tucker. <laughs> they arrived with two daughters. Bug Tucker. <laughs> like a patient, like that's some a letter Kenny swear or something. Well, it sounds like yeah, right. it sounds kind of like when you're doing but like the buff- Tucker. Well, it sounds like when you're like doing the Buffalo Bill and you like you know tuck the package between your legs. Like, oh yeah, you know, would you fuck me? Yeah, would you fuck me? Like, sounds like a euphemism for back behavior, <laughs> I guess. So Bug Tucker had two daughters. Okay, <laughs> Peggy and Jenny. Uh, Peggy was smaller and caught Ned's eye. Then they were married. Jenny married Ned's brother, Jack. 1876, the couple had a son named Jim, but Peggy became ill in 1880 and died sometime in 1881. So Ned then married Jenny Scraper, who is daughter of his friends Otter and Sally Scraper. Okay. In 1881, they had a daughter named Annie, uh, but they divorced a year later. Annie Scraper. Mm Mm-hmm. Ned married for the last time in 1886 to Nancy Grease, his cousin. (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm. Uh, Nancy was earlier married to Will Adair at age 13, whom she divorced. Uh, It would later come into play uh, for the fate of Ned Christie. Because why? We'll find out. Okay. Just remember Will Adair. I won't, because you just gave (laughs) us a fucking 40 40 long stream of names, most of which are nouns for other stuff. And That was a whole four-year high yeah. school career of, like, of uh, relationships. B- well, Billy Wagon Wheel and Joey Ice Scraper and <laughs> Jenny fucking... Grease. Grease and, yeah. So why did two of Ned's leave him, uh, wives leave him? Because um, there's no sign of abuse, but it seems like Ned spent more attention to the Cherokee sovereignty movement. And guns. Uh, and Nancy, after Ned's death, married his brother Jack. Oh, just, so they keep it in the family. They good. totally do. Mm-hmm. Huh. By 1880, Indian Territory was a hot spot. Plenty of interlopers uh, settling on Indian lands. And violence in the area became acute. Uh, Ned's father, Watt, was also involved with local politics. They would often go to Tahlequah to buy supplies. Uh, like other traditionalists, they would shun the white Cherokees, they called them. Basically sellouts. Yeah. Uh, Ned spoke at every opportunity for Cherokee sovereignty, which probably gets him in trouble later. There's might, yeah, it might be a reason he becomes an outlaw because it's like it's almost like he's a person of color trying to talk about rights. Mm-hmm. Man, this feels like uh, <laughs> kind of like some Louis Real fucking uh, territory almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, November eleventh, eighteen eighty-five, Cherokee Nation Senate and Council elected three new members: Daniel Redbird, David Muskrat, and Ned Christie. Nice. Uh, two incidents occurred less than a year before, kind of blemishing Christie's name. Ned's cousin George shot Sicky Sanders. Sicky Sanders. Son of a Cherokee senator, Jesse Sanders. Uh, the two it's were like, drunk. It sounds like Bernie Sanders' like wrestling moniker or something. Sicky Sanders? Sicky Sanders. Sanders coming to the, you know, turn of the ring, Sicky Sanders. His cousin George was also shot, but not seriously wounded. Why does that tarnish Ned's name? He's not the one who got shot or shoots anybody. I don't know. But Sicky lingered on for six months. Oh, God damn Not Sicky wife beater, but... Uh, I was going to say, I wasn't going to bring him up. <laughs> Is he still in jail? I don't know. I remember when he tried to recruit me for a band. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, but it appears he didn't do any time for the murder. His cousin, George. Uh, Ned was out shooting pigeons with friends uh, later. Uh, okay. That's my favorite Milton I, Bradley fucking board game. Well, that's the thing. Is shooting I, pigeons I, with I'm, friends. You know, I know what 1800s shooting pigeons would look like. Yeah. But all you can really picture is kind of like walking down the streets of Seattle and just kind of like, yeah, <laughs> just kind of ground wasting a bunch of like, coo, coo. Yeah, yeah, not like that. You'd be actual hunting. Yeah, yeah. Not just like murking pigeons on the sidewalk that are eating <laughs> discarded Dick's burgers and shit. Yeah. Uh, so, of course, they were drinking too. Ned said that he had enough and refused to drink. Uh, William Pallone said, became angry and called Ned a son of a bitch. <gasps> Which Ned took as a as disrespect to his mother for some reason. Well, 
And also, that's some extreme peer pressure. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what that's what they show you in those fucking uh, those dare documentaries. Well, mm-hmm. like next time somebody tries to close out of the bar, I guess we're just going to hold a gun to their head and be like, nah. <laughs> uh, someone with a Winchester shot Pallone three times. Net. Someone with a Winchester. Well, you're out hunting, so. Well, you're hunting pigeons, but well, I suppose Winchester does make shotguns. Like I have two Winchester shotguns, but I'm now picturing you're trying to hunt pigeons with, you know, like a Winchester 30, rifle. 30, 30, 30, well, wait, what, what, what year is this? Uh, this is 1870s, 1880s, 1870s. Well, the 3030 wasn't invented till uh, 1893, oh. so it would have been a. Weird caliber. Also, Winchester. someone shot him with the Winchester. Winchester. Yes, someone and Bo has two Winchesters. Oh, I'm just saying. I have four Winchesters. I'm just to live in Oklahoma too. Yeah, so. yeah. Yep. And I know who Ned Christie is. Oh shit! <laughs> since dude. I was a little kid. Either way, Ned was charged with manslaughter and pled not guilty. He was found not guilty. Uh, no one said who shot Pallone, though. They all kind of covered it up. Who shot below? Uh, Ned's brother later, uh, uh, Jack, he admitted later that both he and Ned shot Pallone. <laughs> Ned shot first, but the association with the murder hung around Ned and fueled future stories from writers' imaginations. Okay. All this is very convoluted and weird. Mm-hmm. A year later, Ned's half-brother, William Christie, and Blue Duck Which, were... Oh, where- from a... Uh- Lonesome Dove. Lonesome Dove, yeah. Except for mm-hmm. not, but it's definitely where Larry got the name from, uh. but fictionalized version. Uh, they were accused of murdering Samuel Wyrick. Uh, Blue, didn't didn't Blue Duck used to date like Bell Star? I think. I think everybody dated Bell Star. Right? Well, I know, but Blue Duck, like in particular, I think there's a picture in the Outlaws of my vaunted Time Life Old West series. I think there's a picture of Bell Star and Blue Duck. Mm-hmm. Wait, Bell Star. Oh God, I know that name. We, I think we mentioned it briefly in the ladies' episode. I think we did briefly. Like, I don't think we've done the whole last thing on her though. No, no, not yet. Oh, okay, we, we're going to have to at some point. Cool. But. Blue Duck was also accused of stabbing a man named No Fire at Ned's uncle's place in 1882. Well, that's why he didn't shoot him. No Fire. Uh, Blue Duck wasn't a bad man like in Lonesome Dove, but yeah. Blue Duck was sentenced to hang hang for the Wyrick because he wasn't quite very white. But it was commuted to life in prison. He oh, later got consumption, how and the warden let him to let him out to so he could die at home. That, I so love that. Nice. That's another thing that happened when you actually went. Okay, you know we always talk about the little jails where you get the ladder in the Winchester to get out of. When you actually went to a prison, prison it was kind of prison, but a lot of times if you just got sick enough, they'd let you out. Damn. Because a they don't want all the prisoners getting sick, and plus they're like, well, you're gonna die anyway, so fuck you. Right. Uh, get even more convoluted. March 1887, Bub Trainer. Had been shot and wounded in Tahlequah. Bub was drunk and tried to shoot a deputy marshal, Jackson Ellis, but Ellis shot Bub instead. A bullet entered through his teeth and lodged in the back of his head. Ah, fuck. That'll leave a mark. Then he survived for another three years. <laughs> well, it's like, dying Ray, of it's like Ranger Clinton. He's like, cancer. you go like uh, shooting, and he'd always like, you know, you got the FBI saw targets, he'd like always aim for the mouth. I'm like, why do you always aim for like where the teeth are at? He's like, well... I'm shooting one nine millimeter bullet, right? But if it hits the teeth, those are going to fragment and act like a shotgun and go into the back of the skull. Oh yeah, it's like that's very grisly, but it makes a lot of sense because you know I was always thinking you'd want to try to hit the apricot, but no, no, aim for the teeth because it'll send teeth shrapnel up into the brain pan. So less lesson for our listeners if you know if you're going to shoot for the head shoot for the teeth apparently. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Uh, six non-native doctors said not to remove it because it might kill him. A medicine man named Hogs Porter said it would come out on its own. Is that Hogs Porter or Hogs Porter like the porter of a hog? I don't know. If you see a man carrying a hog down the street, he's definitely a Hogs Porter. Yeah. Or if you see a pig walking down the street and you see a guy carrying his bags for him behind him. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, but he was right, and the bullet came out on its own. A bit well, like, more fell elongated out like a vending machine, or like just like ching. Yeah, it was uh, it was curved though. Uh, less than three weeks later, uh, uh, Bub was back in Tahlequah drinking again, so he recovered. Well, it's easier to drink when you don't have a mouth anymore. You can just <laughs> dump it down your neck hole. 
an no, Indian agent and Indian agent said that 90% of the crimes were related to whiskey somehow. <laughs> April 10th, 1887, the girls' school burned down. A special session of uh, was called in Senate to decide what to do. Called by Chief Bushyhead. Uh, <laughs> May 3rd, 1887, U.S. Marshal Daniel Maples came to Tahlequah oh, yes, from Maples. Muskogee to investigate whiskey problems in the area. He's an Oki from Muskogee. Mm-hmm. Place where even squares can have a ball. Yep. Uh, May 5th, 1887, uh, Deputy Maples and fellow lawman George Jefferson. Wait. <laughs> moving on up? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> well, we're moving on. They walked the short distance from their camp to uh, a stapler and son's store in Tahlequah. Excuse me, do you have my stapler? <laughs> they returned, and while they were crossing the creek, a shot rang out, and Maples was hit in the right breast. From there, different versions of the story differ. Different versions <laughs> of the story differ? Yep. That was a sentence you wrote. Yep. Uh, a few days passed without any news of who the killer was. Uh, Chief Bushyhead offered a $300 reward for the killer. And they went out there and took an investigation. It was a bunch of sticks propped up on rocks. Yep. Uh, Maples had no writs for anybody in the vicinity. Some claim he had one for Bill Pigeon. Uh, but Maples was white and a marshal. And, and under a, Fort Smith jurisdiction. Had a sickly sweet kind of like wood flavor. Mm-hmm. Also that evening were uh, uh, also seen in the neighborhood were John Paris, Charlie Bobtail, Looney Coon, Steve no, Van, fuck Looney off. Coon, <laughs> John Hogshooter, and Bub Trainer. God Turner. damn it! <laughs> this is up there with the Buffalo Jones, like shitty name, like oh yeah, yeah Jesus yeah. Christ! Uh, van was the only one without a record. But he did have a white primered van, so he was a suspect, too. The unicorn painted on the side. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wizard. Bobtail did time in Detroit for whiskey peddling. And Looney Coons went back to the cartoons where Mm -hmm. he belongs. Uh, Paris had at least six indictments for theft, assault, and selling liquor, and stealing hogs, and trying to kill a white man. Damn. (laughs) In that order. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bobtail was taken to Fort Smith a week after to testify. He said he sat at camp when two lawmen went to town and heard shots but didn't see the shooter. J.M. Peel, who traveled with Maples, told this story. He said he saw Bobtail there, and that Bobtail told him later that Ned Christie went to John Paris and John Hogshooter, and they all agreed to kill the marshals. But Just uh, like that? It's like, hey guys, what are you doing tonight? I don't know. Yeah, you want to go kill the marshal? Oh, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> but according to Peel, Bobtail didn't want him to want to tell him who shot until they got to Fort Smith. Another Marshal J.F. Stokes told a similar story. Christie was afraid of getting arrested, though, so he didn't show up for a council meeting June 27, 1887. That's two months after the death of Maples. Uh, more testifying this time against John Hogshooter. Uh, <coughs> no one pla- Maple Shooter. Mm-hmm. No one placed Ned Christie at the shooting. But some reason. Mm-hmm. He- Nor was anybody drunk. On the day of the testimony, Bob Trainer's father tried to shoot Sheriff Hawkins in Tahlequah. Bob's dad was drunk. Uh, he was shot dead by the sheriff after grabbing a pistol from a deputy. And he lingered on till next morning before dying. Oh, man. There's a lot of stuff going on My along the My thing Oklahoma. is, if we had one of those things where you like do an algorithm to like use most used word in you know a document, there'd be shooter, drunk, shot, <laughs> drunk, shooter, like, all the time here. Bub Trainer's dad was white, so the sheriff was arrested for murder, but was let out on bond. Uh, after hearing testimonies, Christy, Bobtail, Paris, and Trainer were indicted for murder July 23rd, 1887. Ned stayed out of sight, not going to his council meetings. Then he resigned his commission. Uh, the council was disappointed. They didn't believe Ned was a murderer. John Paris confidently appeared in Judge Parker's court in Fort Smith to proclaim his innocence. Wait, like the Judge Parker? Mm-hmm. Oh. The Judge Parker? Yep. Okay. Uh, Bobtail stated that Paris killed Maples. Ned wrote to Judge Parker a letter proclaiming his innocence, uh, according to some sources, but no evidence exists. 
Can't blame Ned for not going to court, though. Yeah, no, he knew he was fucked. Mm -hmm. Especially, you know, trials at Fort Smith, because Fort Smith was out of uh, Indian Indian territory. territory. And And Parker was known as the hanging judge judge for some reason. That's why I said the Judge Parker. Oh, Because he hung uh, 46 people from 75 to 87. He ain't quite Roy Bean, but he's actually kind of, in some ways, worse, but he's less bombastic. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even if he was found not guilty, the jail at the bottom of Fort Smith Courthouse was awful. And well, and you're, you're an Indian, you're going to jail. Yep, and the urinal tub was the old fireplace in there. Well, I mean... So the downstairs jail would stink up the upstairs like, courthouse. Literally like the bar that Tony partially owns <laughs> and I work at. <laughs> uh, Bub Trainer stayed in the news. October 6, 1887, Trainer, along with others, were accused of burning the store, of how, store and house of William Israel... They loitered three days in the store, got bored, and burned it. Uh, what? Okay. 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 What the f- fuck? Walking around the AMPM for three days For straight. three days. And just, ah, fuck yeah, this place. Fuck this. Let's torch oh. it. Uh, papers outside Indian Territory embellished the story and said that 30 or 40 men were there. It doesn't matter. It's, were killed. Or actually, were killed. Were killed. Oh, like, so basically they burned down the super Walmart with people mm-hmm. locked inside? But Bub and others were found not guilty of the crime. Uh, 1887, also the Dawes Act was passed, which made it even more. That's where they allotted uh, 160 acres per Indian, which would open up more land on reservations. Bobtail, Paris, and Trainer faded as suspects. And Christie was the only man not to show up for testimony. And he became a target. Stay the fuck away from the American justice system. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bub was only 116th Cherokee. Uh, That helped him become. Everybody that claims any kind of native heritage. That, yep. Yeah. You know. Basically, if you're mostly white, you're not a target. Yep. Despite his attempt to kill a sheriff. Uh, Ned had few charges against him, but he was a nationalist for the Cherokee people. Right. Bub offered no political opinions, as did I John Paris. I just want Paris. to burn down stores <laughs> after hanging out in them for four days, as you do. Yep. And Paris kind of dis- disappears at this time, too. A Fort Worth paper said in November 1887 that Trainer accused Christie as killing Maples, which is they just probably made up on a well, whole cloth. It's because Christie has a famous name, and they like need somebody that was in the vicinity to mm-hmm. make a story up. Uh, Christie family suffered another loss. Christmas Day, cousin George Grease was found frozen to death on. Uh, he was probably drunk and passed out. But uh, dramatic stories about Ned continued in the papers. Like he froze his cousin to death because mm-hmm. that's within his powers. <laughs> January 1889, an unknown person was shot dead at Jesse's Pigeon's place, and the papers blamed Ned. An unknown per dude, there was nobody shot. He's like, oh, an unidentified person was killed here. We assure you. Yeah, right. Like, and it was probably Ned Christie that did it, though. So they're just trying to fucking like bury yeah. this motherfucker. All right, oof. Uh, Ned's half-brother, William, was acquitted of murder of Wyrick. Now he was facing a trial for killing Robert Walker near, near Tanksley store. What? Not Rob Walker. I just, I just I just saw him last night. I saw him last night. Robert Lee Walker <laughs> renting Toyota. Yeah. Or, you know, Rob Walker. No, he's Robert Lee Walker renting Toyota. I don't know that we're in Toyota part. Oh, that's what I... I've been calling him that for years. Oh, really? Yeah. Just because I was like, Robert Walker... Robert, uh... I figured out his middle name, Robert Lee Walker. That's yeah, Robert Lee I was Walker. Like, I was like, that's a fucking, like, that's a car dealership. Yeah. That's what that is. Robert Lee Walker, Texas Ranger. Robert Lee mm-hmm. Walker, Renton Toyota. The unsuspecting stranger. Had- uh, anyway, he gets off because the judge was a cousin. It's not a help. It's called a judgeon. <laughs> uh, but Ned continued to work on his farm. I like work on his farm. I'm picturing, like, working on the car. Like, you know, <laughs> jack up the barn. <laughs> Uh, but it was always uneasy for him because if a lawman came after him, he would hide. Hide. Yep. Judge Parker sent a third indictment, May 1889, and a $500 reward was offered for his Ooh. capture. Violence and whiskey were still a problem there for some reason. Isn't violence and whiskey like a Dropkick Murphy's album? <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> uh, Ned's second cousin, Jim, and French Chrissy got drunk and got into a shooting affair. <laughs> Okay. Jim shot his cousin, uh, John Blair, in the leg. Blair returned fire and shot Jim in the head, killing him. Oh, uh, isn't that sweet? French was also shot in the arm, and Blair escaped from jail. So this is an 1880 story here. 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. How the West Was Fucked will be right back. From the makers of Bronson Swinger brand Turtle Wax comes Bronson Swinger brand Horse Wax. Is your Appaloosa all dull and gray? Spurs her up with Bronson Swinger brand Horse Wax. Fix that faded mane right up and make your horsey shine and look brand new. Anti-rust protection included. That's Bronson Swinger brand Horse Wax. Buy it today. Now available in Donkey. Papers claim that Ned had a bootlegging business, but in reality, he had a self-sustaining farm and spent time with his family at home. The Dallas Morning News reported in February 1888 that Bear Grimlet stole some whiskey that Ned <laughs> Man, was supposed were, to pick you, up. You started down a name path that, like, I, Bear Groot. Grimlet. Grimlet? I was picturing Bear Grylls. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Drank, drank his own pee and, you know, stayed in a hotel after eating a snake. Yeah. One thing you can do if you're stuck out here with no water source at all is actually drink the fluid from a fresh elephant dung. Pretty disgusting, but it could save your life. So Bear was supposed to pick up some whiskey that, uh, or stole some whiskey that Ned was supposed to pick up, supposedly, and this somehow is like Bear Park ended Boys up dead. with more violence and it, it's just it's all it's all whiskey and guns. Yeah, there's no weed that we know of. Whiskey, guns, and cousins. <laughs> yeah. So somehow no whiskey, Bear ended guns, up dead. and cousins. <laughs> you know, like the uh, what's his Gypsies, fucking tramps, and thieves. No, oh. uh, uh, lawyers, guns, and money. Uh, Warren Zevon. Oh yeah, yeah. But all the parties were Cherokee. Uh, Bearer was with Saddle Blanket and Rat Panther. All the parties are Cherokee. (laughs) Uh, They said Joe Eagle, Ned's cousin's husband, shot Bear with uh, Ned's help. So Ned's. What, like, Just one of them's holding rep. the barrel, the other one's pulling the trigger? Like. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, March 3rd, 1888, the court indicted Ned, Joe Eagle, and George Dick for the murder of Bear. Of course, there's got to be a George Dick. Uh, but well, after should, that, should there's be no... Richard Dick, but... Mm-hmm. But after that, there's no mention of this incident. Because it's probably made up. Mm-hmm. So we presume Ned uh, escaped conviction. Bub Trainer shot and killed Jim Starr, Bell's lover, for skipping Bond. So everybody's been shot at, at least once. Well, yeah, and I like how some people are, hey, man, you didn't do what's legally necessary. Let me shoot you. Also, I'm doing illegal shit. Let me shoot you. I'm just going to shoot you. <laughs> how about that? It's Tuesday. I'm going to shoot you. I'm just getting drunk. And You're my cousin. I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> do you like my hat? I'm going to shoot you. So September 26, 1889, just before dawn, Heck Thomas, who also brought in Sam Bass. Of course, Heck See, Heck. Yeah, Heck. Heck. Cool. There's a couple of hex back in the day. That's a cool name. Uh, along with uh, L.P. Isbill and three other men approached Ned's house. Uh, Ned's dogs barked. Someone from the posse yelled for Ned to come out. The posse heard Ned go to the attic, and Ned fired out. Heard him go to the attic? Like, is he, like, scrambling? I guess. <laughs> they asked again and got the same response. Like shooting? Mm-hmm. So Isbill was hit in the shoulder. Then a figure bolted from the house. Heck Thomas thought it was Christy and hit the individual once. Kapow. It turned out to be little Archwolf, which was a son of Ned's cousin Betsy. Oh, and no. just a youngin. I think he was 12 or 13 yeah, or something. Say, I thought like, yeah, 11 or 12. Isbell went back home and recovered. Uh, a little Arch had been shot through the lung, though. Uh, the posse didn't know that Ned was hit in the face. Uh, the newspapers uh, reported that Ned was dead. Baby. Another uh, yeah, made up a story that dead. Ned uh, riding his horse into William Israel's store and tarred and feathered him. The very dead Ned Christie rode his horse into Larry Israel's store. And set the store on fire. Of course. And robbed a bank in Arkansas. And there's like... Wow. You can just tell like so much of this is made up, like circulated shit journalism. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, like a- well, the, 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 the Arkansas Times said they burned down a store, so we better write... Yeah, it's like the shittiest to, game of telephone. They had to burn down a bigger store, with, and maybe there were some babies in it. 
white babies that got burned, oh, and then God. also like a picture of Abraham Lincoln, and <laughs> then you know they stomped on a bald eagle, and then because it was all Ned Christie's fault. Let's Did, print that. Then he tread on a snake. Yeah, yeah. Basically, Ned's just sitting at home. Yeah, well, with a bullet, a bullet hole in his face. Mm-hmm. Paper still trotted out stories about him that he got into an argument with the Squirrel Brothers over a card game. Because, of course, <laughs> there's not enough anthropomorphic animal-sounding names in this shit. We need Squirrel Brothers. And, of course, Bass Reeves was reported after going after him that he burned down Ned's house, but that was a lie, too. No shit, because, well, if Bass Reeves comes after you, you mm-hmm. get You're taken in by get. Bass Reeves, and Ned Christie was never... Brought in by Bass Reeves, so yep. therefore... And January 1891, the Boston Herald reported that Ned had killed Bass Reeves. Who, as we know, if we've listened to this podcast I was before... I that's bullshit. He, he <laughs> died of Bryce's disease. Yeah, yep. and he was a police officer in a town, I uh, can't remember. By which that one. time, yeah. Tribes had their hands full with other problems other than Ned. Like white people? They never really mentioned him. Mostly they tried to keep white people off their land. April 22nd, 1892, um, that's years after Maples died... The gun was sounded, and Sooners came across the border and claimed unassigned lands. Oh, yeah, so the land rush of Oklahoma, like, uh, best illustrated. There's a couple of them, but. Well, far, but be- far and away? Exactly. Yeah. Best illustrated by the weird movie Far and Away, where apparently Tom Cruise can box, only he's shitty at it, and he has to die before he can come back. and mm-hmm. Like, he dies every time, and then gets back up. It's pretty much like Snatch, only worse. <laughs> uh, October 15th, 1890, Judge Parker upped the reward to $1,000 for him. Hogshooter, Bobtail, and Paris were all arrested for selling whiskey. I'm so going to name one of my rifles Hogshooter. Paris disappears from record after 1890. Uh, Ned's half-brother, Ball, or Red Ball, was indicted for murder and whiskey peddling, but got off from uh, with a hung jury. Because probably in this case it means they were actually hung, because that's the way this seems to be going. (laughs) Uh, William Adair, Ned's wife Nancy's ex, accused Ned of shooting him three times. Uh, no warrant was issued for the arrest, though, because Adair was quickly recovered from his wounds and up and around town. So if they heal <laughs> up, you don't get arrested? For, okay. Well, he was just lying. Oh, oh. Oh, like put Band-Aids on non-existent mm-hmm. well, yeah. Band-Aids. Now I'm doing some Skins McConnell shit, like, oh, yeah, we put athletic <laughs> tape on your shit in 1841. Draw off with his tail. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fall of 1892, Ned Christie had evaded quote-unquote, posses for four and a half years, even though he's just sitting on his farm. Well, it means, like, yeah, <laughs> posses are searching one part of Oklahoma, and he's in a completely different part of Oklahoma doing nothing. He's on the run! We've got him against the ropes! Ooh, he's a crafty one. No one in Cherokee Nation expressed fear or demanded his capture, though. Marshall just... Because he hasn't fucking done anything. Marshall's just wanted somebody to be punished for Maple's death and demanded that Fort Smith pay expeditions into Cherokee territory. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I think you know where this is headed. Yeah. September 1892, the Choctaw Nation, closer to Fort Smith. We were talking about Choctaw Bingo last Bingo time. episode. Trap them kids in, give them a little bit of bender drill. The progressives won there. Then the nationalists, the progressives, quote unquote, which yeah. meant that you wanted to assimilate. But the nationalists embarked on an assassination spree. Mm. This was led by Sylvan Lewis, a nationalist similar to Ned Christie. A Cylon, or however you pronounce that. Cylon? S-I-L-O-N. So now we're Battlestar Galactica up in this bitch? No, that's literally Cylon. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He was illegally removed from a sheriff's job by progressives. starting to pronounce shit. He's illegal. (laughs) (laughs) And replaced by cronies. Cylon and other nationalists went through the countryside, killing several men. Including the sheriff of Gaines County, Joe Hucketube. Hucketube? <laughs> I'm gonna punch you in the fucking throat. <laughs> Are that you is, probably that not is a not, that is probably not, not a good <laughs> Cherokee pronunciation. That is not there. A name. So like Hucketube. This whole episode sounds like you were just making up names whenever something <laughs> came up. You're like, uh, well, yeah, yeah, I, I go back. I always yeah. go back to whenever I hear a stupid name like that. Well, I know the owner. And Bobby's like, oh yeah, what's oh, his yeah. name? Jim. Jim what? Jim. Black dog? Black dog? Is it Jim Huckle Tube? <laughs> Which is actually closer to Bobby's last name anyway. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the Cherokees worried that martial law would be declared in Choctaw, whom they bordered. But Indians killing Indians didn't fall under uh, Parker's jurisdiction. they're not people. Mm-hmm. But Ned and the Maples murder did, if they tried to pin it on. If you kill a white guy, then you can send in people. Maple. 
Devil's Murder Fall, yeah. A month after the assassinations in the Choctaw Nation, October 11th. That's too much rhyming. (laughs) Penalty flag, bitch. (laughs) October 11th, 1892, uh, Creekmore, a guy named Creekmore, along with eight others. Assassinations in the Choctaw Nation. uh, Went to accost Ned Christie. Explanation. And, of course, the papers beefed up the stories, saying that there was a gang inside with them. And Ned Christie can fly and shoot lasers out of his eyes. Basically, it was Little Arch in the house, uh, the, the 12-year-old, along with five others, including his wife. Is that the same kid that got fucking shot already? Yeah. Shot through the lungs, yeah. Jesus. Little Arch. Yeah. He made a comeback to her. Uh, along in, with, in the house were his, uh, her son, Albert, daughter, Mary. Huckle Tube. Uh, Little Arch Wolf and Charles Hare. I don't know what kind of Charlie hair, hair. Charlie hair would have. In the early morning, they caught Ned eating breakfast. Ha ha! <laughs> gotcha, <laughs> motherfucker! God damn it, French toast. <clears throat> you know, French toast is illegal in this county. Uh, Milo Creekmore asked Ned to surrender. Uh, Ned answered by shooting Joe Bowers in the foot and John Fields in the neck. Here's what I have to say. Bam! Bam! <laughs> the posse set fire to an outbuilding, then tried to dynamite the house, but the fuse refused to light. It's like, oh, we'll show you. We'll set the building adjacent to you on fire. Yeah, right. And then badly try to blow your shit up. We're going to roll the Ark of Safety up to your yeah. fucking outhouse and blow it up. That'll show them. <laughs> Creekmore sent word to the marshal via telegram to send more help, even though nobody asked him to do this. Uh, Chief Mays had Sheriff Harris to bring men, but by the time they got there, Ned had left. Where's Hucklebug? Um, that I don't have. He's probably coming back some. Uh, Fields and Bowers got better, though. Though, in the papers, they reported that they were killed. Consistent with the other journalism that's been happening this entire time? Mm-hmm. Uh, papers also said that the house burned, even though it didn't. Well, the outbuilding did. Mm-hmm. But Ned cut his hair as a sign of mourning, because he knew that he'd be killed pretty soon. Okay. Or maybe to change his appearance, Perhaps. Well, like when you see pictures of Ned, like sometimes he has a sweet little like soul patch, which you don't often see. Mm-hmm. Uh, November third, Yoz, guy named Yoz, I forgot his first name, and twelve men that probably is his first and last name. You don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like Cher. Uh, went with uh, Going Snake Sheriff Ben Knight. Yes, Going Snake. Uh, Heck Thomas wasn't there. Neither was Maple's brother Sam. Those st- stories include them in the in the posse. Okay. Uh, ben Knight was the only Cherokee in the group, and he went to serve as translator, even though Ned could speak English, English, but yeah. refused to. Posse surrounded the house, or fort as the papers called it, right. around yeah, the 4 a.m. Things I like, heard, well, and the description of it, it is more like a fort than a normal house. I mean, it's got a palisade wall. Oh, well, that's, you know. Forty. Yeah. Uh, they yelled to surrender. Uh, Christie responded by firing out the window. Okay. Ned set the women out through the root cellar. The posse decided to get a cannon from Coffeeville. Jesus Christ. Well, as we've said, like a lot of times, you know, cities had a municipal cannon. Right. You could just borrow like you're checking a book out of the library. Sure, sure. Uh, it came by wagon because it was 300 pounds. It's a fucking cannon, so yeah. And it was a four-foot barrel built by a blacksmith. Oh, so it's a shitty cannon. Mm-hmm. Uh, they fired a few times, but it didn't make a dent in the fort. Fired like our said. guns and Ned Christie kept drinking <laughs> coffee. <laughs> And they exchanged fire until dark. At 4 a.m., they decided to use dynamite again. It knocked out one corner of the house and set it on fire. You know what they need? Ark of safety. safety. Yes. <laughs> uh, most stories have Ned coming out of the house, guns ablazing. Yep. Before it was destroyed completely. Basically, he staggered a few feet and fell dead. No one knew who killed Christy. Smoke inhalation and bullets. Though plenty took credit for it. It's one of the pictures I remember, I would not say fondly from my childhood, but there's a picture in the back of the uh, Time Life Old West series, like Outlaws, and it's like Ned Christie, you know, dead in a coffin with a rifle, how they do, because, mm-hmm. you know, they got the Dalton boys, and, like, basically the last chapter is just a bunch of pictures of dead outlaws, and Ned Christie is amongst them. Mm-hmm. Uh, one story has Ned shot 117 times. I think it was more like seven. Charles Hare had bad burns and was taken to hospital. That was the only casualty on the other side. Ned's body was taken probably to Fort ba- Smith and photographed. Bad, bad burns from when he was actually trying to set shit on fire and mm-hmm. fucked it up. Yeah, it was like a fucking mishandling of dynamite yeah. that did him in. Yeah, that's why you got to always use your dynamite for the arc of safety. That's mm-hmm. right. 
So the public was allowed to view it because he just set them up on the street corner. I, literally what I'm talking about, that yep. picture is. Yeah. Fuck. Stop uh, in front of Walmart there. <laughs> eventually, the body was given back to his father, Watt, and buried by Bidding Springs School. I don't know why I wrote that. Maybe, maybe they move it. Maybe they, I don't know. With outlaws, they always wanted to hide the burial well, so people don't like dig it Native, up. Native Americans, generally, people like to dig up their shit and steal their skulls like Sitting Bull and... Mm-hmm. You know, oh, that's right. Uh, April twenty fifth, eighteen ninety three. George Dick's body was found. He was the husband of the niece of Watt Christie. His throat was cut and had signs of great struggle. So the papers got another Christie story. Um, Even though he's dead. Oh, uh, yeah. blaming on Watt though. Yep. Since Ball Christie, the brother of Ned, was the murderer. Ooh. Ooh. Ball was found not guilty, but got consumption. It was was sent home to die rather than. Oh, Ball was found guilty, but got consumption. It was sent home to die rather than be Going hanged. in prison, yeah. Because, yep. the well, like we, we literally like we, discussed that last yep. episode. So even more grief for the Christie family. July 4th, 1893. Even more. <laughs> 1893, 17-year-old Jim Christie, that's Ned's son from his second wife, was found shot in the back of the head and beaten by a rock. His throat was cut, too. Wow. His body stabbed numerous times. That's some Rasputin must, shit. Must have been an accident. Yeah. <laughs> Fell on an elevator shaft onto some bullets. Yeah. Uh, like Rasputin, Rasputin. Yeah. Like, you know. <laughs> His murder was the nephew of Chief uh, Joe Mays, but, and he was actually hanged. Like Joe Corn. Mm-hmm. Silent Lewis, two years after Ned died, was executed for his role in the killings on the Choctaw Nation. He was shot through the lung instead of the uh, 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 heart. So he suffered for 15 minutes oh, before like the sheriff sh- suffocated like, him like with sh- a hanky. What the fuck? Okay, Wait. so it was like shitty firing squad, and then instead of shooting him again, they just like... Suffocated choked him. Choked him out? Well, the thing, like, the nice creepy thing where you like smother somebody with your hand while you're going... Yeah, exactly. Shh. Oh, God damn it, dude. Uh, Bub Trainer was found shot to death on November 20th, 1895, after threatening to cut somebody. Did he cut somebody? <laughs> nope. Oh. It was his cook. He was at work, and he's like, hey, man, yeah. it's too slow. We're going to have to cut you. Then they killed him. That's the way this whole story is. Right? <laughs> you get a bullet, and you get a bullet, and you get a bullet. Uh, in the 1970s, Ned's tombstone was stole to be used as a tabletop. Mm-hmm. Later, it was brought, bought from the thief and returned. <laughs> okay. Bought from the thief. Okay, cool. Uh, Nancy remarried Ned's brother, Jack, and they had five children. One named Joe fought in WW1 and sp- spoke no English. Wow, that must have been fun basic training. Mm-hmm. He spoke uh, just Cherokee? Yeah. Yep. Okay. No, nah, he spoke fucking Chinese. <laughs> he didn't specify. I'm just checking. Arch Wolf was arrested shortly after the shootout and charged with the assault to kill captain, uh, the captain of the posse. And he was like, what, 13? Yep. Uh, a year later, he was indicted for selling liquor and pleaded not guilty. He was 18 at the time, oh. so he was a little bit older, I guess. But he'd already been shot in the lung when he was like 13, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arch Wolf was arrested in Chicago. Uh, Arch had left Ned's before the shooting started. The last shooting. Yeah. Well, uh, Ned had left most of the shootings before they started, too, but that didn't stop him from coming to his mm-hmm. fort and shooting him and burning him and stuff. March 21st, 1893, Charles Hare was found guilty from assault, and he was sent to reform school, but it was decided three years hard labor well, at how, Illinois. How old was Charles fucking Hare? Uh, at the time of the shooting, he must have been like a little kid. Okay, because, yeah, reform school is, I'm picturing like a 30-year-old man. Yeah, right, like, right. You're going to reform school. Yes, like, you're sentenced to three years reform school. Yeah. Oh, he was sent to reform school, then decided uh, he got three years hard labor at the Illinois State Reformatory. Reform school, reformatory, <laughs> probably not too different. I don't, I don't know. Parker gave Arch two years hard labor for the quote-unquote shooting, uh, Shooting at the posse. Another 18 months for the retail liquor distributing. Another 18 months for introducing spiritus liquors. Hello, meet spiritus liquors. (laughs) Arch went to Kings uh, County Penitentiary in Brooklyn, New York. That was one of the most brutal in the country. Uh, That's saying something. mm -hmm. After a year and a half, 21-year-old Arch was sent to government hospital for the insane in D.C., uh, the doctors declared him suffering from acute melancholia. Where he met the scarecrow and Joker and Bane, apparently. Acute melancholia. Mm-hmm. Okay. Basically, from being in prison. Yeah. And Arch was homesick. Sick. 
1903, Arch was sent to the New Canton Asylum for the insane Indians in South Dakota. Oh, we're gonna do that mm-hmm. one sometime. For, yeah. Wait, Wait, say that again. Is that the? That's the like. That's what they call that shit. We haven't done it yet, but then we're gonna do a whole episode on. Say it again. New Canton Asylum for insane Indians in oh, South Dakota. Fuck, dude. For insane Indians in South Dakota. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though the Cherokee had their own asylum. Yeah, but the one in South Dakota, I'm sure, is better because South Dakota makes reasonable decisions, does mm-hmm. good stuff all the time. Uh, Arch dies in 1912 of consumption. Which is probably for the best. Uh, because otherwise people be weren't treated very nicely there. Well, at least he didn't get shot or burned. Uh, 1933. Shot again, I guess. The doctor in charge, Dr. Hummer. Of course. Because of course. Was fired for mal- misfeasance and malfeasance. Misfeasance? Okay, I know what malfeasance <laughs> is. What the fuck is misfeasance? <laughs> it's when your misfit shirt gets fleas on it. Uh-huh. Uh, a year later, the hospital was closed. If you want to fleece, fleece with me. Basically, Ken, Ken was just a warehouse for for people well, that they didn't want. Pretty sure it wasn't, you know, it wasn't luxurious like Starvation Heights, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. 25 years after Ned's death, two newspaper stories and a letter to the editor served as basis for Ned's innocence. A black blacksmith named Humphrey said he saw Bob Trainer shoot maples. That's redundant. It wouldn't it just be a smith? Uh, yep. Ned was there too, but he was sleeping and was drinking. Uh, June 9th. He was sleeping and was drinking. I've done that before. <laughs> I mean, sleep not in that order, I don't think. <laughs> I mean, I can't tell what I'm doing when I'm sleeping. Maybe I do sleep drink. I don't know. <laughs> June 9th, 1918, the Daily Oklahoma published a story exonerating Ned. Yay! Holy shit. Far too little and too late. Mm-hmm. Everybody's dead and been treated very poorly. Bub Trainer was shot in 1896. Ah, by uh, black people at a dance. I, I, I used not the N-word. After, oh, yeah. After okay. the oh, book said that. Oh, that's from the... Okay. Uh, so if Ned didn't shoot Maples, who did? It was either John Paris or Bob Trainer. Puckle Tube, just because I hate that name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Paris was more the likely culprit because Bob Taylor immediately accused him of the being the murderer. Uh, mm. Paris disappeared after a short stint in jail in 1890, though, so nobody knows what became of him. Probably ended up in the guts of a bear. So Ned kind of becomes a folk hero hero for the Cherokee and an outlaw for whiteies. Even though he did very little. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some Cherokee said that Ned had the ability to shapeshift. Yeah, he shapeshifted from a living person into a very dead Mm -hmm. one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Basically turning into a dove or a deer when lawmen had him in their sights. Awesome. Even though they didn't really visit him that often. Exactly. Well, they claim to be searching for him all the time while he's just... On a farm? Yeah. Farming? Uh, Oh, you thought you could get away, you crafty bastard? Like, what are you talking about? I've been sitting on my porch for six months whittling this duck. (laughs) You know? In the 1980s, a guy named Robert Stoddard. He was the lead singer of the rock band Dogs No More, Dogs of Love. Oh. He adopted the stage name of Ned Christie, but dropped it when he joined L.A. Guns. Oh, no. No fucking way. (laughs) Holy shit, dude. That's Ned Christie. Holy shit, man. That poor motherfucker. He just, dude, like, oh, God Couldn't damn. catch a break. No. And, like, again, like we just said, he's just like, oh, I guess I'm going to go hang out on the farm and just yeah. grow potatoes or whatever. And, and like, meanwhile, everybody's like, Ned Christie just killed Batman and yeah, stole right. a baby. Ned Christie's held the White House hostage, yeah. man. And you, if you lived president. at Oklahoma in the time, you can't help be associated with other people doing shit because everybody was doing shit. Yeah, right. It's a lawless, wicked fucking territory. No, like, as much as I love my Time Life books that I talk about all the time, you know, they were written in the late 70s, early 80s. And they're just constantly, Ned Christie, n- notorious Cherokee badman, Ned Christie, we, holds the, in his cold dead hands the rifle he so adroitly wielded in life. It was like, yeah, he shot like maybe two people and it was like in self-defense, mostly. Yeah. Damn. But, yeah. Damn. Oh, fuck. God, I hope, I hope like no one's like using my name to do crimes out there right I mean, now. They totally are. Totally. Buying Sudafed. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, somebody has his name and, like, panhandles on fucking Mercer mm-hmm. every day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> puke, puke, puke beer's out there, but, you know, they have the same name. Yeah. That's not my middle name. It's not no, puke beer yeah. there. <laughs> I know your middle name. It's diarrhea, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, 
I'm going to watch the fucking Super Bowl. Yeah, some, it, it is Super drink, Bowl, and I, I want to get these guys out of here on time. Also, I'm going to go pass the fuck out because I feel like I'm going to fall asleep well, right now. Because you only were at work till about four in the fucking morning, and then we got That's you up it. early, so we go watch Super Bowl. That's it. Well, thank you for that, Will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And an LA Guns reference. Too. Yeah, fucking yeah, A. Got to have that. All Plus, this we got to talk about the Vandals a couple times, I think. Yeah. We talked about them for a while. And then, oh, that was last episode, too, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's never a bad time to talk about the Vandals. Never, ever, They're, Ameri- ever. they're American treasure. Play that country, too, bro. Yeah. Cowboy. No, skinheads ain't allowed in Mohawk Town. That's right, goddamn. All right, let's go out in a... Hail. Of... L.A. Gunfire. Mm-hmm.